Pretty God. The presence of God is wonderful in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Awesome in this place. Mighty God. Glory to God. Anybody love Jesus in here? Am I on? Are the house speakers on? Anybody love Jesus in here today? Amen. Well, maybe you still maybe you still caught up a little bit. Amen. Praise God. I believe the Lord has wonderful things in store for us. These are our last two services together. Amen. And we want to get all we can and can all we get. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm trying to hold on here for a second to see whether I'm supposed to sing or not or just jump straight over into the word this morning. They've left it in such a such a wonderful place. I got I got shouting music this morning and they left it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. We love you today, Lord. Actually, I can do that. That that first one, that first song. I'll do that, and then we'll then we'll get into uh, the ministry of the word this morning. We love him because he first loved us. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, I'm never disconnected. No, 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 no. In his arms, I feel protected. There's just no place I'd rather be. Hey, falling in love with Jesus. Help me say it today. Falling in love with Jesus. I remember the day you washed my sins away. Falling in love with Jesus, it is the best thing I've ever done, you see. In his arms, oh, I feel protected, yeah, 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 yeah. In his arms, I'm never dead. Connected, no, no, no. In his arms, I feel protected. There's just no place. Hey, oh, ooh, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! 
Aleluya. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. It is the best thing I ever done. Oh, in His arms, yeah, I feel. He that dwelleth under the shadow of the Most High. Oh, never disconnected. Oh, in his arms I feel, feel protected. There's no place I'd rather be than my Savior's loving arm. No. Safe in the harbor of his love, there's just no place I Oh, there's just no place I'd rather be. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to open them to Matthew chapter 14. Praise the Lord Jesus. Somebody say amen on your way over there. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to stir you a little bit this morning. I don't plan on preaching all day. Amen. Because it's a hot dog day, fun day. What is the day? Daddy dog. Daddy dog day. Amen. Praise the Lord. So one thing I love about looking at the... uh, the people in the Old Testament, they knew how to worship God, but they also knew how to party. Amen. Praise God. And so we're getting our worship time in, our praise time in, glory to God. And then we're going to get outside uh, somewhere to the daddy dog. I don't know who came up with that, but I like that. Daddy dog day. Yes, sir. Matthew chapter 14. Amen. I just want to encourage your faith this morning. Build you up in your faith today, some. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Read verses 22 through through 33 this morning. Amen. I'm going to do it from King James, so if you got it, read along with me. If you got another translation, just do the best you can. But here we go. Matthew 14, 22. It says, in straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. And to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. Uh, And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. 
And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. I just want to ask you a question this morning in, in, in your life, in your personal life. Uh, what do you value more? Do you value comfort more or do you value growth more? Listen, can you remember a time, a, a, a space in your life uh, where you took a risk? Where you got out of the boat like Peter did here and, and, and you took a risk, where you got out of your comfort zone huh have you taken a risk like going back to school after being out for 30 years huh maybe you took a risk amen in an investment maybe you took a risk amen asking somebody special out on a date somebody ought to say something this morning huh how did it go when you did it how did things work out how did things turn out for you when you when you got out of your comfort zone so to speak and, and you you took that risk god has designed us are you listening to me today god has has designed our lives so that risk are directly connected to our faith and to partnership with him i want to say that again god has designed our lives so that risk are directly connected with our faith and our partnership with him. Risking, risk-taking is connected to the whole idea of growth. Anybody want to grow in here? Amen. No growth, no risk. If you risk, you will grow. If you risk, you will grow. If you stay in the boat, You won't grow. Amen. It is how God has established his kingdom that we get out of our comfort zones. We get out of our safety zones and we get out and we take risk with him. Amen. There's something that is that is on the inside of every believer that they want to be in a faith venture with God. Just want to get out there with him. Many people don't don't. holler out like people like Peter did, but there's something on the inside of every believer that wants to get out there, that wants to take the risk. And sometimes we just need a little push, hello, to get us on out there. So there are some questions that that, that we need to, to ask ourselves because many times we back up from what we've been doing. We back up from these faith ventures. Why? Because there's been failures. Why do we back up? Because there's been criticism. Huh? Why do we back up? Because it looks bigger than what we are. We can't do these things without God. These things are designed for our direct walk, our direct connection with God. Amen. So we have to ask ourselves some questions. What is God calling us to do? Huh? That we can't do 
What is God calling us to do that we can't do by ourselves? Hmm. Because when God calls us to do something, it's not hard. It's impossible without him. Hello, somebody. If God doesn't get in it, you know it's not going to happen. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost. Jesus said, "When I'm going away so the spirit of truth will come, the helper. I'm going away so that you can have help. And the Holy Ghost has a, a, a big part to make up in all of us. Hello? All of us have strengths, but all of us have weaknesses. And the Spirit of God on the inside of us helps us. He's the helper. Amen. He lets us know what we should and what we should not do. So here in Matthew chapter 14, amen, God doesn't always give us all the information that we want. Have you ever been there? He just gives us enough information to where we feel secure enough to get out of the boat. All Peter got was come. And I don't know if you like me or not, but I, I do like details. Huh? I'm kind of one of those, I, I do like reading the instructions because I already know if I just do it on my own, I'm going to mess it up. So I just rather go ahead in advance and read the instructions. I like the way BC, one, two, three, praise the Lord, just to get it right the, the first time. Praise God. But here is a story where, where uh, a story talking about risk. It's a story talking about fear and faith. This is a story that, that, that talks about growth, and it ends up in worship. Praise God. Amen. But another question that we have to ask ourselves today is where is our confidence at? Is our confidence in our ability? Is our confidence in our money? Is our confidence in our job? Our monthly check that comes in. Hello, somebody. Is our confidence in our families? Is our confidence in just times being good? Where, where is our confidence at? Our confidence and our trust should be in God. God tells us over and over. He says over and over again, have no fear. Have no fear. Have no Fear. Somebody say, have no fear. I'm going to say, I have no fear. One more time, I have no fear. I know when you say things like that, the devil will talk back to you and try to bring up areas in your life to say, you do right here. But you got to out-talk him. Amen. And keep saying, I have no fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I have no fear. And it's real good to get a little attitude with it. Don't start with me. I have no fear. God says, trust me. Trust me. Don't be fearful. Trust me. I know several years ago, I may have shared this with you before, but several years ago, my mother was diagnosed with, with pancreatic cancer. And, and that was, I think, about 2005, 2006, around in there. And I don't know if you know about pancreatic cancer, but the type that she had, 
it was pretty much a death sentence on her life. The doctor told her, you know, you need to get your, your business in order, your house in order. Hello. Because uh, it's not going to end well with you. And my mother looked at the doctor and said, I'm not dying from cancer. And he said, well, well, Miss Larda, uh, do you understand what I'm telling you? She said, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not dying from cancer. She said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to do what you need to do. God's going to do what he needs to do, and I'm going to be all right. But he kept talking to her because uh, I think in a sense he didn't think her elevator went all the way up. Huh? And he was trying to talk her into death, but she was saying, listen, I'm not going to die from this. Not today, not tomorrow. I am not dying from cancer. Cancer doesn't rule me. Oh, and she's a sassy girl, let me tell you. She's sassy. My God. So anyway, they had to do surgery and and everything on her. And and before they did the surgery, you could look at the x-rays. And you could see that the tumor had grown outside of the pancreas. When you look at it naturally, it didn't look good. Hello? But by the time they had gone in to do the surgery, the tumor had shrunk back inside the pancreas. I believe it started working when she found out and said, I'm not dying from cancer. Now, you, you might have your facts and, facts and statistics and all these things, but I'm not dying from this thing. And so anyhow, amen, when they got in there and, and, and they found out that the tumor had shrank and it was inside the pancreas now, the surgeon just got so excited that he had to let us know that we're not going to have to take all that pancreas out. Amen. <laughs> and that she won't even be a diabetic if she will eat right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I mean, that was uh, that was back in 2006. This is 2017. That was 11 years ago. And she still said, I'm going to eat whatever I want to. <laughs> amen and she goes to the doctor and they check her numbers for diabetes and stuff and they just marvel listen conditions are never going to be right for you to step out and do the plan of god never going to be right for us to do the will of god we just have to step out in faith and believe that as we go god's got this god's got this Amen. And so Peter got out of the boat and he started walking. But when he started started walking, amen, he, he encountered some bad conditions. Anybody with me this morning? Shoo. Many times because we encounter bad conditions, huh, we get focused on the condition rather than the word that was given us to step out in the first place. We lose, we lose our focus. We lose our focus. And many times, because we lose our focus, is because we failed at something. Hmm. And the devil will talk to you when you failed at things. Has, let me just ask the question, has anybody in here ever failed at anything? If you don't have your hand raised, I need to help you. 
Well, praise the Lord. I was getting ready to say somebody had a dress failure in here this morning, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Amen. We've all had, had failures, but we can't allow failures to defeat us. I want to say that again. We've all had failures, but we can't allow failures to defeat us. Mm. I read this statement by a story about Winston Churchill. And uh, he was talking to a reporter and the reporter asked him, what prepared you uh, to lead England against Hitler? Listen to this. Churchill said, when I was in elementary school, I had to I had to repeat a grade. The reporter said, you mean you failed a whole year of school? Churchill said this with a cigar in his mouth. Drawed back and said, boy. I've never failed at anything in my life. I was given a second opportunity to get it right. I like that. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. Hello, somebody. I'm, he's, I, like, I like that attitude. I've never failed at anything in my life. I've just given a second opportunity to get it right. Whoo! That means there's a no-quit attitude. In you. I could go down a whole lot of roads with that this morning because the devil beats up a lot of people because they've, they've had a financial failure, a marriage failure, a job failure, and the enemy tries to beat people up. But listen, you just had another opportunity to get things right. Whoo! Amen. Don't let it defeat you. Don't let it talk to you. One thing I loved, now I loved about growing up in, in the household that I, I grew up in is that when you dealt with my mother, you didn't get the last word. I didn't appreciate that when I was young. Hello. But now that I'm older, I understand some things, that there are circumstances and conditions that will talk to you, and you can't let those things have the last word. You get the last word. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Whoo. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth said this. There's something about God that he will skip over a million people to get to one person in faith. Praise the Lord. Two things that Peter experienced that the other disciples did not was, number one, he walked on the water. Huh? You can't take that away from the man. He walked on the water he did that and then number two you can't take away from him the experience of jesus lifting him up Shoo! hallelujah you might look like you're out for the count but there's nothing like having the master lift you up there's nothing like god giving you an answer in a situation amen that looks like defeat that looks like failure that looks like you're not going to overcome but he gives you an answer right there on the spot Whoo! It all looks lost, but then all of a sudden on the inside, hey, there, there it is. Whoop, there it is. There's the answer. Amen. He'll lift us up out of our tests. He'll lift us up out of our trials. He'll lift us up out of our troubles. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We don't want to be the kind of people that we live off of somebody else's testimony. Are you hearing me this morning? It's afternoon now. We don't want to be the type of person, amen, that we always having to tell somebody else's story. 
I want my own story. I want my own walk with God. Amen. I want my own experience on the water. I appreciate what God's done for you. I appreciate that. But that don't get me very far. I need to get out of the boat. And I remember when I was uh, there at Raymond in Bible school. Praise the Lord. I lived with uh, several guys. Three, four, five of us at different times living in the house. And I did that for, for a few years there. And you just get tired of living with guys. <laughs> Amen. So I decided I'm, I'm getting out of this boat. And I said, Lord, I want me my own place. I need my own apartment. I need my own space. I don't like all these people up in my in my space. Huh? I'm American, God. I need space. <laughs> and, and, and so I applied for uh, an apartment, and, and I ended up getting in the apartment. And I didn't have anything to move into the apartment except my clothes and a waterbed. That's all I had, clothes and a waterbed. Amen. But I was so excited about being in that apartment that God, whoo, he got me in this apartment. Hey, glory to God. One of them kind of apartments that you shout and you hear your voice. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, it was that empty. Amen. <laughs> Laying on the water. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm telling you, laying on that waterbed, the enemy would talk to me. Are you listening to me? You ain't going to be able to stay in here. You can't afford this place. You're not going to make it month to month. How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And it's just like, you know, I've been taught faith, but I didn't know a whole lot about it because I hadn't stepped out into a whole lot. huh? And this, this apartment is a big thing. It's a big thing. It's taking all the faith I have just to keep the lights on. Hello, somebody. And the enemy is talking. But I started talking to the, to the apartment. Uh-huh. No, you're not supposed to let the enemy have the last word. Huh? And so I started talking to the apartment. I said, you full of good stuff. Oh, yeah, you out here now, boy. You out here now. You better talk. You better say something. Are you full of good stuff? And I, I called in a couch, called in a chair, amen, called in a, another bed and dresser and table and pots and pans. Hello, somebody. Just started talking to stuff. I'd walk in the door and say, hey, you full. And my voice would just echo, you full, you full, you full. And so I wanted to, to back up off of it, but I knew if I didn't talk to it, it was going to talk to me. Huh? Whew, Lord have mercy, Jesus. And so I kept talking and talking. Months went by, I just kept talking and talking, and the bills would try to talk to me. Huh? The rental office would try to talk to me. Oh, maybe I don't understand that. <laughs> you don't pay this, you don't pay your rent in a few days, we're going to start eviction on you. Like, I ain't going nowhere. The money will come. The money will come. <laughs> yeah. So I kept talking to it, amen, and, and, and I went, decided that I was going to go home on vacation. 
And who goes on vacation when they can't even pay rent? Huh? But out the boat. I need to go see mama because I knew mama would feed me. Hello. <laughs> I was tired of being hungry. Huh? I needed to get some good food. And so I, I, I drove back to Virginia and spent a couple of weeks with my family. But then when I came back to Oklahoma, I noticed that there was a light on in my apartment. And the first thought I had, oh, my God, I didn't left the light on in my electric bill. <laughs> now, you know it's bad when you <laughs> over a light, not, not all the light, a light is on. And so that fear tried to grab me about the bill. I was already barely making the bill. <laughs> Praise God. But I, I uh, saw that the light was on, and I was like, well, let me get out. Let me see what's going on. And so I got out of the car, and I go in the house. I go to go in the apartment. And when I put the key in, I go to open the door, and there was resistance. And I was like, hold up, hold up. Who's behind, who's in, in my apartment? You know, it's like I thought somebody was holding the door. You know, I was like, all right, well, maybe I might have to go a little street here, you know. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Jesus, you know. And, and, and so, you know, it's like, here we go. And so I pushed the door, you know, with a little bit of force, you know, just in case somebody was holding it. But when I got the door open, I found out that there was a, a carpet there at the door. Open. And I went on in, and there was furniture all in the house. And so I went back out and closed the door right quick. I'm like, they didn't move somebody in my place. <laughs> huh? I was so upset. They didn't move somebody in. They don't want a black man in here. They don't want nobody. <laughs> all the thoughts come. All, all the thoughts, whoo, they were running through my brain. You know, they didn't move somebody in my place. Hold up. But, when, you know, after I calm down a little bit, maybe I don't have to calm down like I do, but God has to calm me down sometimes. You know, I'm ready to go to the rental office and be like, hey, we'll turn this thing up. I'll be like Jesus in the temple and flip everything over. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You know, sometimes you got to calm yourself down so you can understand how God's blessed you. <laughs> so anyway, I get into the apartment. But before, before I left going on vacation, the Lord spoke to me and told me to give my water bed away. I'm like, you got to be kidding, God. All I got is clothes and the water bed. That's that's it. And you want me to give the water bed away? He said, give the water bed away. And it's like, I don't know who to give it to. I didn't understand he was setting me up. And so I, I was at church before I left, and, and I just happened to run into a, a friend of mine. And I said, hey, man, you like water beds? He said, yeah. I said, I got one that I'll, I'll give you if you want it. He said, yeah, I'll take it. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I was hoping. 
Come on, I was hoping he would say no. Then I could tell God, you know, look, I tried, I tried. <laughs> but he took it, praise the Lord, amen. God was setting me up. And so anyway, I'm back in the apartment, and, and, and I get in there, and there's a couch in there, and there's a recliner, and there's this, the light that was on was a, a, a uh, lamp that was right beside the chair, which had a little book rack beside it, which had books in it, you know, and there was a coffee table there that had one of them uh, Persian-like rugs. Uh-huh, and there was an entertainment center. Oh, and there was, oh, glory, uh, entertainment center there, huh? They had a TV, and back in the day, you know, you had the VCR and the VCR rewinder. Remember all that? I had all that. Mm-hmm, had all, all of it, all of it. You know, and there was a picture up over it, and there was flowers, you know, on the top of the entertainment. They looked good. Amen. And and I walked over to the to the dining room, and there was a table and four chairs there and play settings. Huh? Hey, oh, out, we out on the water, baby. We out here. But it looks like every week I'm going to sink. Huh? Every week. <laughs> Let's talk about every day. Talking about daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, the peanut butter and jelly would be good. But we out here. Amen. And so anyway, there was a dining room table and then there were pots and pans and silverware and cups and plates. Come on, somebody. And dish towels and all that kind of stuff that I ain't never know that you're supposed to have in the kitchen. <laughs> Amen. Walked to the little hallway and there was the runner to the rug in the in the den. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and go to the bedroom, and it's a full-blown bedroom set. I mean, full-blown. The bed, the dresser drawers, all, all that stuff. The nightstands, his and hers. <laughs> it was all in there. It was all in there, and there was pictures on the wall. And, you know, and I got went to the bathroom. You know, this is this is good. <laughs> Woo! You know, I am shouting and praising God. Amen. And it's late at night, but I didn't care. And so I go into the bathroom, and there was a, a rug on the bathroom floor, and there was decorations on the sink, and there was a picture, amen, on the on the wall in there and stuff on the back of the toilet. But the thing I got the most excited about, this might sound bad, but there was toilet tissue <laughs> on the row. <laughs> I was so excited to have toilet tissue in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I think I got more excited about toilet tissue than I did anything else. I got toilet tissue. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, we out there, but God supplies all, all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He does exceedingly, abundantly above all. Woo! Glory to God. And now all that stuff is in there and it's looking good. And the devil goes, now how are you going to pay for this every month? You still got to pay rent. Still got to keep the lights on. Hello? The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, 
and destroy, just trying to destroy it. It's like that. That's not an issue right now. I don't care. I'm just thrilled about all this stuff being in here. And so I found out that, that well, I guess he don't mind because that was years ago. But I found out that, that, that Brother Marty, he and his wife, the Lord had blessed them with all new furniture. So they took everything that was in their house. Put it in my house. <laughs> uh, it was old to them, but it was new. Oh! Woo! It was the blessing of the Lord for me because I had nothing. Now I got it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling God would use people, amen, to get you out of your situation, to get you out of your predicament. It may look like that you've fallen. And you won't get get up, but God always lifts up the righteous. Come on, you need to have your own testimony. Your own testimony of the things that God has done for you. And I'm talking individually. Yes, you may be married, you may have kids and all that, but you need to know for yourself what the Lord has done for you. Huh? Because Roberta might be mad at you and not hook up with you. Huh? Henry might be mad at you and not hook up with you. So you have to know what God will do for you. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I was just with some friends of mine. <laughs> and, and the wife wanted a new home. And <laughs> the husband found a fixer-upper. Y'all know what I'm talking about, a fixer-upper. And they were in a all-right home, but the fixer-upper would have been nice once it was fixed up. Huh? But she said, I've already lived through that. I don't want to live through that again. I want a nice home. <laughs> and, and he said, well, honey, we, we'll make this into a nice home. And so she went to God for herself. And she said, Lord, you know what I want. Now, he wants to go through all this process. I'm not wanting to go through that. Now, you talk to him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so the, 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 the house came up for auction or whatever it is, and, and they didn't get the house. And he was like, Lord, what's wrong? Because <laughs> surely the Lord was going to hear his prayer. Huh? Surely God was going. But he didn't get the house and he didn't know what was going on. And, and he said, I just felt led by the spirit uh, to go look online at homes. And he said there, there is a home that came up that was a really nice home. And he had this thing in his spirit. To go look at it. But they went and looked at it. And he had in his mind. I'm just going to prove to her. That we can't get in this house. And so I'm going to whet her appetite. <laughs> don't act like you've never done that. Don't. don't. <laughs> I'm going to whet her appetite. And just prove to her. I'm going to prove to her. That we can't get this house. And she says she walked in the house. And when she walked in, she knew in her spirit, this, this is my house. 
this is this is my house. She said they decorated it the way I would decorate it. Huh? It was painted the way I, I would paint it. It was everything that I wanted. She said, but it was so far out of our price range. We couldn't begin to get in this house. And she said, I looked at my husband and said, this is it. This is our house. And, of course, he started with the list, honey. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. (laughs) This is why we can't. And she just looked at him and she said, this is my house. God's going to do this for me. Mm, Her own testimony. And so he just looked at her. And while he was standing there, when, when, actually when he got back home, he was sitting back down at the computer. And he said, while I was sitting there, God gave me everything that I needed to do to get into the house. He just downloaded it on me. He said, I got excited and I went in. I said, I know how to do it. She said, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's my house. And they moved into that house and almost paid for it immediately willing to get out willing to take a risk willing to respond to the call willing to respond to the word come 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 on out here with me it's going to be better than what you think come on out here with me come on and walk on the water with me come on and do the impossible whoo Come on out here. Come on out here. And I believe this weekend God is calling some folks on out here. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Stop playing it safe. Come on out here. Get on out of the boat. Woo! Don't be like the boat setters. Playing it safe. Nah, get on out there where you have you have to focus on God. Come on, somebody. You know I, can, I can't get my focus off. I don't have time for you right now. Because if I pay attention to you, I'm going under. I, gotta, I have to keep my focus. But there are things that we need to be clear on. We need to understand what our limitations are. Hello, somebody. We do have certain limitations. We need to understand... Do we have friends in our life that we can get sound counsel from? Real quiet in a sanctified church. (laughs) Are we sure on our giftings? Brother Noel was talking. You sure on your gifting because your gifting will bring things to you. You know who you are. Shoo. Am I saying yes? When God calls me, I could talk about that one for a few minutes, but I'm going to move on because I don't want nobody upset with me. But God is bidding us to come out on the water, but we must take the step of faith to go out on the water with him. Must be willing Praise the Lord. 
If you haven't taken the first step of faith, you can't expect the second step of faith. Step one comes before step two. And as I said earlier, many of us want God to give us the whole plan. Just, just lay it all out, and once you get it laid, laid all out, then, then I'll walk it out. But again, God wants us to respond when it, comes, when it becomes alive to us in our spirit. Amen. And we have to ask ourselves this question. What's holding us back? Why haven't we taken this step that we know in our spirit, we know in our heart, that we're supposed to take. Why haven't we taken that step? And we have to deal with it. Have to look at it honestly. And have to help ask help of the Lord for us to deal with whatever it is we need to deal with. Hello? Amen. One of the things that I have I have I have learned in life that you have to face your fears. Have to face your fears and be like, Lord, all right, now help me on this. And deal with the fear so that you'll never have to deal with it again. David dealt with Goliath so he never had to deal with him again. In other words, kill the fear. Kill whatever whatever it is trying to hold you back. Kill it. Huh? Huh? Maybe it's not a physical giant, but maybe maybe it's things that you've heard in the past. Your family talking to you. Why you won't do that? Why you won't go there? I'd never do that. Oh, my God. And all those voices. Sometimes you have to kill those voices. Huh? You can't give them leeway in your life because they will talk you right out of the plan of God, right out of the will of God. I know it's your mama. But you got to follow the plan. And so you have to kill that voice where the voice of God, the voice of the spirit of God on the inside of you becomes more real to you than your mom's voice, than your dad's voice, than your mate's voice. God's voice has to be number one. Amen. Just like my friend, when 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 he told his wife, you can't have that house. And she said, yes, I can. You don't dictate. Hold up. Trying to put the fear in. I'm trying to wrap this up. I'm just about done. But I, I had to kill some of those fears. I had to face some of those fears in my life. And one of the fears that I had to deal with was the fear of flying. My family always told me, you ain't got no business up there in the air. <laughs> God didn't mean for man to be up there flying around and carrying on. You ain't got no business up there. Huh? Anybody else ever heard that? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You could die. You could die. You could die. It's like, well, I could die on the ground. You know, I ain't got to be in the air to die. But, you know, just that fear of what's going to happen because you're not in control. So what's going to happen? And so I remember when I started flying, I'd sit there on the seat and not just grab the seat. Lord, don't let me die. Don't let me die. Don't let me die in this thing. I know I ain't supposed to be up here. They didn't tell me I'm not supposed to be up here. 
So I'm waiting to die, you know. Just just get me to the other side. <laughs> Whoo, Jesus. And so I had to fight that for several years. I had to fight those thoughts. And 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 I remember uh getting on with Kenneth Hagen Ministries and and able to fly private. And you talk about the devil talking to you. Hey, you can't make it on a big plane. What are you going to do on a little plane? <laughs> and so I'd sit down in the seat. As soon as I got on the plane, you know, I'd sit down and I'd buckle up, you know, and I'd just tense and just brace, you know, for the explosion, for the crash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Craig, who was my boss at the time, he knew I had that fear, and he'd get on the plane, and he'd just start jumping. <laughs> And I'd be like, stop it, stop it. (laughs) And we hadn't even taken off yet, you know. (laughs) We still on the ground, praise the Lord. But anyway, you know, and they try to tell me, you know, those bumps and stuff that you have in here. Well, just think about it like you're just going over a bump on the road. I'm like, we 30,000 feet in the air, ain't no bump on the road, you know. But I realized I had to deal with that fear. And we were sitting on, we were in Detroit, Michigan with Brother Hagen. And we were on our way to the plane really fast after the service because a snowstorm was coming in. And so they asked Brother Hagen to pray before we left. <laughs> so Brother Hagen just says, let's go over to the other side. And they closed the door and we took off. So we got out before the snowstorm hit. But in the process of flying in about an hour, one of the engines went out on the plane. Yay, yay, Lord. Yay. And fear hit me. You know, but you know, I'm 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 male, you know, I'm black man on the plane, you know, I gotta play it cool. Brother can't show. <laughs> I'm screaming, Help! Help! Just like Peter. <laughs> Don't act like he was about to die. You'd just be like, well, help me, Jesus. Help me. No. Help! Help! I'm over here! Help! <laughs> That's what I was doing inside. On the outside. Good. You know, <laughs> I'm looking around at everybody, you know, and I don't want other people to know, you know, how I'm panicking and they okay. So... I'm looking at Brother Hagen because I'm expecting him to do something. He's the one who taught us faith. Say to the mountain, be removed. He needs to say something to this engine. He's just sitting there. He's not doing anything. And I'm just about to come out my skin. But anyway, they finally get the engine going. When the engine went out, you know, we kind of went, whoo. Anyhow, they got the engines going. We went back up to our altitude, <laughs> but we had to do an emergency landing in Indianapolis, so they had to open up a runway for us. And the crosswinds were taking the plane and doing it like this. I like we didn't die when the engine went out. Now we're gonna die. <laughs> we're gonna die because these winds are throwing us all over the place. You know, and I just had this image of, in my mind of everybody else living. 
And me being the crispy critter on the ground, ain't nobody, we can't tell where he's at in there. We know. It's funny now. It was not funny then. <laughs> I was out there. It was not funny. But anyway, we finally get on the ground. And we get, we're sitting there in the FBO, and everybody is just kind of quiet, not saying a whole lot. But I'm needing answers. I need to know why the man of faith didn't say something. Why he didn't do something. Why didn't he use his authority? And so I finally, ma- I had to make my way over at where he's at. I need to know. And I say, Dad, may I ask you a question? He said, yeah. I said, when we were on the plane and the engine went out, how come you didn't say anything? He said, I did. I said, Dad, I was watching you. I was watching your mouth. (laughs) And you didn't say anything. Your lips didn't move. You just sat there. He said, well, when we got on the plane, I said, let's go over to the other side. Yeah, it's still like not speaking to my issue, you know. <laughs> so I had to stand there for a little bit, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. You said it in the beginning, and just because circumstances came up that were adverse to what we said in the beginning doesn't mean you got to go into a panic prayer. You said it. Don't change it. I say, like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I see how it works now. I, I, I got this. I got this. All right. All right. Because I'm Pentecostal, you know, growing up. And, and when, when something bad shows up, I mean, you go into sonic tongues. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I mean, you. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Blood. The blood. We plead the blood. With this engine, you know, <laughs> that's what the Pentecostal people we would have. Oh, we would have hammered on the devil. We would have. Oh, we not gonna die. The man of faith is just sitting there. I said it from the beginning. Let's go over to the other side. Don't let the enemy steal your stuff, huh? Don't let the enemy. Take your confession. You said you're going to live to 95. You live to 95. Doesn't matter what shows up. You'll get past that storm. Hello, somebody. Just because the storm comes doesn't mean that it's over. Because the test comes doesn't mean that it's over. Amen. We've been given a word. Go over to the other side. Let's go over to the other side. Amen. And I like how the story ends. I could go through the whole story, but I like how the story ends. When Jesus and Peter got back in the boat. I would have been like, Peter, man, good job, dude. Whoa, man, you walked on that water, man. Jesus looked at him and said, oh, thou little faith. I got. I did the thing. He's like, you got little faith. 
<laughs> yeah, I can imagine the other disciples in the boat were just like, whoa, hello. <laughs> Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? All you need is a word. And he sent them on a mission to go over to the other side. And in the midst of that mission, Peter took on another assignment. And that's coming out on the water. Because you're in one assignment, that means that God won't assign you something else while you're in that assignment. Mm, I hope somebody heard me. While you're in that assignment, doesn't mean that God won't put you in another assignment in the midst of the storm when everything's blowing. <laughs> you should have never told me. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I ain't prophesying to you. I'm just telling you straight out, don't miss God. So <laughs> praise the Lord. But he'll, he'll give you another assignment within the assignment. But get both assignments done. Whatever he assigns you to do, do it. Have faith to get it done. With God, all things are possible. Let's go over to the other side. Let's get this thing done. Amen. With God, all things are possible. Now, I like what Paul said. He said this, I'm going to finish my course with joy. I'm going to finish this thing with joy. Amen. When we're going to get to the when we get to the end of it, I'm going to be happy. I ain't going to be beat up, not going to be depressed, not going to come out with attitude, huh? Not going to come out with baggage. Hello somebody. I'm coming out with a shout of victory, a shout a praise, a shout of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. God was faithful to do it then, and he'll be faithful to do it again and again and again and again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor, I want to do that last song on that shout. Amen. And, and, and I'll be done. Amen. Some of you all have some stuff that you need to shout about today. The devil been talking to you, so now let's shout, shout it out. Come on and stand up. Y'all been sitting for a while. Hallelujah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me just a little bit more track? Hey, yeah. And I will shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. Shout with a voice of praise. Come on and shout with a voice of triumph. Hey, shout with a voice. Shout unto God for the victory. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. Let's give the Lord. So I will shout with a voice. Come on, while you're stepping out of the boat. Shout with a voice. Hey, we need to shout, yeah. Shout with the voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. Hey, hey, hey. Let's give the Lord. 
triumphant in battle. We are victorious. God is most high over all the earth. Jesus has conquered. Satan's defeated. The enemy's under my feet. Hey, so I will shout. Hey, yeah. Oh, we need a shout. Shout with the voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. Come on, we see victory ahead. Woo! Let's give the Lord triumphant in battle. We are victorious. God is most high over all the earth. Jesus has conquered. Satan's defeated. The enemy's under my feet. So I will shout. Shout with a voice of praise. Woo! Hey, we need to shout. Shout with a voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. We're on the victory side. Yeah, yeah. Let's give the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, we're going to the other side. Shout for the victory. Shout if it be every. Come on and shout. Ah. Shout for the victory. Shout if you've been set free. Hey, shout. Shout for the victory. Shout if you've been set free. Come on and shout. So I will shout with the voice. I see victory ahead. We are overcomers. Hey. Shout with the voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. Hey, hey, hey. It's working for our good. Let's give the Lord. Hey. Oh, he's calling us to greater. He's calling us to greater. Uh. Shout for the victory. Shout if you've been set free. Come on and shout. Shout for the victory. Shout if you've been set free. Come on and shout. Let it play, let it play, let it play, let it play. Shout for the victory. Shout if you've been set free. Come on, shout. So I will shout with a voice. Shout. Hey, there's a shout to faith. Shout with a voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory. Hey, hey, hey. Let's give the Lord. Come on, see yourself on the other side already. See yourself victorious. See yourself healed. See yourself delivered. Hallelujah. Shout. Woo! 
over to the other side. Amen. Pastor Steve. 